All right, all right. We are here. We have a guest on today. Um, the reigning champion of any given Sunday fantasy football league, as well as the founder. Uh, none other than Chris Baltimore. How you doing, brother? I'm good. But ne- next time you say that, yeah. I need that, that, that Paul Heyman introduction. I, I didn't want to make everybody else too saucy. And little, I didn't want to get everybody a little too worked up yet. I'm going to wait till the season, hey. and I'm going to give them the whole, you know, Paul Heyman, no, DJ Khaled type of energy. I'm going to give it to him later. <laughs> What's good with you? I'm good. I'm gonna get that Drake champs. You know, soon enough you can get that Drake champs type. You win week one. Oh, we gonna bring it up. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. So, since you cheated, you know what I'm saying. So, but let's get right into it, man. All right. So we have this thing now: championship belt. Um, we had some, you know, Will brought in championship ring ideas. So where do you see us at right now, as far as the reward going? for this championship any given Sunday? Oh, I mean, kind of looks like the group is split a little bit. Um, I mean, I think, I think, uh, you know, I do think we, you know, need something because we kind of came up with this idea to try to keep, uh, you know, everybody motivated to make sure they, you know, setting their lineups every week and right. everything like that. Um, I'm good either way, but I would like for us to have something with this belt a uh, cash prize ring, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm with whatever. All right, we so we just gotta come to the consensus as a group. Okay, so we gonna maybe make a new poll of ring versus belt. We, I guess that might be the next move. Yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. Okay. And I, do we still want to put the the free no belt thing in there? Because I see Shaq change his mind once he found out. Oh wait a minute, the belt ain't free. Uh, <laughs> right. We got to chip in on this. <laughs> Ninjas is different, but. <laughs> these motherfuckers, so, hey, these motherfuckers, all this money on DoorDash and all this stuff, Xbox games. But wait a minute, I gotta pay for this. What? what? I mean, you ain't paying for an entry in the league. We're just trying to make it intriguing right. for the end. Right. I mean, it's like it's thirteen of us in this league. We only talking about a couple dollars. No, <laughs> a couple dollars, <laughs> but, but hey, that's his vote. I yeah. ain't mad at it. I ain't mad. We can't talk about nobody else's pockets, so we're going to move on. We're going right. to move on. Yeah. Right. I ain't, I ain't counting nobody's pockets. I ain't counting nobody's pockets, man. Everybody different. They tight. You know, you never know what it is. Them diapers is, is adding up over there for that young man, maybe. Yeah, I know, I right? <laughs> oh, yeah. He ooh, he do got a, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, man. He, yeah, I feel I feel. I feel. So I ain't mad, bro. And Tim just said, nah, bro. We good. I like the friendly competition. Sound like a dude came in third place, loser. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get right into some conversations about this. All right, man. First off, um, I, I share with you. I don't know. I don't know if you can pull it up on your phone, but I share with you the Daniel Jones comparison to Josh Allen, bro. And I knew mm-hmm. it was gonna get a, it's gonna get a rise out of it because I know you done seen it. So mm-hmm. when you see what was the first thirty eight games? How many games were? I'm, yeah, thirty eight. His first thirty eight games, bro, and they put up the stat talking about the win percentage. You know. Daniel Jones has won 12, and he's lost 25. And Josh Allen has won 23 and lost 15. But then after that, everything looks kind of close together as far as stats, you know, past the interception, you know, completion percentage, yada, yada, yada. What is your rebuttal? What is your reply to those who are saying, look, man, Daniel Jones' first, you know, beginning was not that bad. And Josh Allen, look at him and what he's become. What you say? Go ahead. Okay, first of all, 
that can be very misleading. Very. There's always a deeper story with that. And the first thing, like, you got to understand, like, the only reason that comparison is even being made is because of who the Giants head coach is. Like, Giants head coach was Josh Allen's offense coordinator last year. So mm. that's the only reason they even comparing them to True. to begin with. And then, like, with Daniel Jones, like, okay, his rookie year was rather decent. Started out with 24 touchdowns. But then look at the last two years. 10 touchdowns one year, 11 the next year. Like, come on, bro. Mm. Okay, I know one of them years was a COVID year, and this 10 touchdowns. Was he hurt? He missed two games. Mm. I can't even use the, I can't use the injury excuse for him. Oh yeah, he did, he did, he didn't miss ten games over his first three years. So it's, then it's the injury thing, and then it's like I said, man, like they're just plays Josh Allen makes. He made one in the preseason game yesterday. It's just plays he makes that Daniel Jones can't. Like Daniel Jones is t- type of quarterback where. Everything around him got to be right for him to be successful. Mm. Whereas Josh Allen, mm, you don't necessarily need that because he a playmaker. Like, they not the same dude. So, has Josh Allen always had that playmaker in him, or did he kind of develop it with the tutelage of the offensive coordinator and head coach of the Giants? I'm be, I, I kind of think he had a little bit of that in him because you, like, for him to go to Wyoming and put himself on the NFL's radar, wait a minute, wait a minute. ain't nobody from Wyoming been drafted but him. Like, <laughs> Wyoming. <laughs> he was their offense. Yeah. So, so all right, cut case. Daniel Jones, Josh Allen, the, the comparison, it was cute, but you, you're not having it. Yeah, I'm not having it. So, Daniel Jones right now, next year, is he, is he still on the team? Does he finish starting this year, or does the backups take over? How do you see him playing out this year and next year? I think he probably finishes the year, but I don't think he comes back next year. I mean, unless Unless he has a MVP type of year, I don't see it. Just because you got a whole new general manager, uh, you know, head coach, they're gonna want to reset their time with a with a rookie quarterback in that rookie window. So, hey, same list. I don't, I don't, I don't see them committing thirty, forty million dollars to Daniel Jones. I don't see it. Yeah, I know. I, I know you don't. I see your face every time we bring his name up. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and have a few more discussions about this. You know, this guy has opinions, so we're going to be right back. All right, we are back. We're still chilling here with the reigning champion of the Any Given Football Fantasy League. And we had, a, we, we had a conversation at my job, and a guy brought up and said, Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. And I don't have no problem with people making a statement like that, but if you know me, you're going to have to back it up and give me some, some reasonings and his reasons were kind of like, well, he can make all the throws. He's He has the stats and all this and that and the third. But I'm going to ask Barmore, Chris, when you hear a statement like that, and that might not have been everything he said, but that was the gist of it, and he just kind of had an opinion. And, I, and he was saying that, well, I was like, you put Matt Stafford with the Rams, and we all were like, oh, wow, he's such a you know poised veteran quarterback. Then with Detroit Lions, we didn't really talk about him like that. So what are your take on this this conversation? That's a weird comparison. Like, why would you even put them two together? Like, Off top. If, if, right. Like, if he would have said Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert or something like that, I'd be like, okay, that's, we can have a real conversation. But 
Matt Stafford, uh, Matthew Stafford should be better than Lamar Jackson. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been in the league twice as long. Like, I don't, I don't even understand the basis of that comparison to begin with. This um, guy's a Patriots fan. He's been watching Tom Brady, so you know who who looks more like Tom Brady, Stafford mm. or Lamar? Okay, he's a Patriots. They, well, they go Yancey right there. <laughs> I mean. I gotta he make probably sure feels saucy because the Patriots ain't beat beat Lamar Jackson since he's been in the league either. Mm. I ain't thinking. So, about there you go, right there. Dominique, I'm sorry. Okay, but now, nah, but just let's go back to that. Like the first off, I don't even know how this comparison started, but he was very bold and hot takeish when he said it, and I was like, "Are oh, you just that bold to say that?" Like Lamar can do what Stafford does. He just hasn't been in the league long enough to develop whatever. Matt got now, you know, Matt has a stink on him now because he got a ring, you know? I'm like, you take that ring away from him and never put him on the Rams, are we even having this conversation? Probably not. Because, you know, everybody looked at Matt Stafford as the classic underachiever, like highly talented, but ain't never won. And that was going to be his rap, you know, until he got out of Detroit. Bro. Which probably, honestly, probably wasn't fair because we've seen what Detroit do to great players, but... Mm. Hey, don't know. That'd be a whole nother show. Okay, don't do that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> so, check this out. If Matt Stafford didn't win that ring, he would be Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan. Say that again? If, if he didn't win that ring with the Rams, he would just be like Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah. They're, all, sure. they're all in there. They're, they're good enough to win, Um, you know, take your team to a Super Bowl and do all that, but... Only a select few get it done. So, luckily, he was able to get to the right team, the right situation, and make some plays. But other than that, he'll just be Matt. Or he'll just be so, I mean, Phillip. Yeah, I mean, look, luckily for Matt, you know, he didn't just ride the Rams' coattails. You know, he actually made plays to help them win. So, right. You know, he get credit for that. But, yeah, had he not gone to the Rams, he'd definitely be in that Tony Romo Mm, about Tony. folder, yeah. Got about Tony. He he would definitely go in that file folder. So man, just 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 hearing that man, you know. But let's go back to your Giants. How do you feel about them this season? Do you feel like um this preseason has been successful, other than the fight? You know, do you feel like you know this this regular season gonna be a long one? How do you feel about your team going for it? Uh. Mm. It's going to start out. It's probably going to start out pretty rough. And I think they may finish strong. I don't think they're going to go to the playoffs or nothing like that. Um, we just got too many question marks at too many spots. We'll need to be confident to feel like, you know, they're going to do anything more than seven or eight games. Man. I just can't see it. So, that, so that's, that's where you're at. Schedule is favorable, but like I said yesterday, we had, you know, we had that discussion. Whereas, like, our schedule looks great on paper, but a lot of the teams we, you know, the Giants seem to run into always end up being better than we think they're going to be. And then we can't seem to uh, kick this injury bug because our cheap owner don't want to replace the turf with real grass. Right. All I got seem to get hurt at home. I don't see how he hasn't made that connection yet. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I can't. I can't get super hyped about them this year. Maybe. Maybe next year. Um, I feel like 
new coach, general manager. I feel like they did some positive stuff, but you know, we just got to see how it play out. Okay. Um, we're going we're gonna to take one more break and I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk to you about next year. Cause we started talking about rookie quarterbacks. So I'm going to make sure I give a little bit of time that we can talk about what the rookie quarterback can do for a team on the rise. So we'll be right back. All right. All right. So now we're going to talk about the giants who, you know, maybe not going to have the best season. I think some of us on this, in this league know about teams that have failed to have good seasons, multiple seasons, but all right. That rookie quarterback pool is probably pretty good next year. I've heard, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I have a different opinion on getting the rookie quarterback and then things just flourishing and taking off. It's, it's certain teams that need to do that. And you feel like if your Giants get the right quarterback, you guys can make a push to the playoffs, correct? So, so when you see this type of draft coming up, and if you get one of those quarterbacks, what do you think your ceiling is and your floor is if you get – and if you have one that you want, just let me know, and then we'll talk about it around that. If not, if you get a young quarterback, what's the ceiling and what's the floor? For the, gi- for the okay, Giants. For the Giants. For the Giants. If we get the right quarterback who's a playmaker, not just a game manager, and he has enough pieces, not a perfect team, but enough pieces, I think the ceiling is consistently competing year in, year out. And, you know, every now and then getting a shot at a Super Bowl. Like, like the league is different now. Mm-hmm. Like, you used to be able to draft a guy, let him sit for a couple years, throw him in there with a good defense running game, and let him grow that way. It ain't like that no more, man. Dude's got to play now. And you got to be able to play coming out of college almost, like, Right. That 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 patience we used to have with people that don't that don't exist. So like, in the in the, in the the Giants they've never had a really had a playmaker at that position. Mm. Never. That's true. Like Eli for all you know the two Super Bowl rings and all that like, and he he would make big throws, but it wasn't consistent. Like a lot of those big throws. He makes some of them, but he gives some of them to the other team too. So oh, he wasn't scared now. <laughs> he wasn't scared of <laughs> Even though Eli didn't throw, he, you know, it's crazy. Eli didn't throw as many interceptions as people think he threw, but his interceptions just used to be bad, so it looked worse. Listen, man, I said, but yeah, I just loud, think, like loud interceptions. Right. When I look at what we have defensively. You know, kind of what they trying to do on the offensive side of the ball, especially by hiring Brian Dayball. I think if we can get the right quarterback, man, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have to have so many of these holes plugged up because a great quarterback can mask a lot of stuff. Mm. You know what I say? Winning covers a multitude of sins. That's what I say in sports. And so which quarterback, which quarterbacks do you feel like have that mode of what you were talking about that's in this draft since, it's, you know, you say you got something in there? Uh, it's it's two guys I personally like. Mm-hmm. Um, I like C.J. Stroud, and I like uh, Cameron Ward from he transferred to Washington State this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I look him up. Cam Ward, he kind of in that Josh Allen, Cam Newton type of mode. Big he was, guy, he was a big guy then. Can run, can sling it. Um, 
I got to do some more watching on some of the other cats, like uh, Will Levis from Kentucky. He he kind of in that same mold, too. Mm-hmm. And then you got uh, Taylor Van Dyke from Miami. But, uh, you know, a lot of it's going to be determined by how this upcoming college season goes. Like, like the, the only two guys who are projected to really go high round one is Young and uh, Stroud. But you know that was Spencer Rattler last year. We see how that turned out. So. Right. Okay. And, you know he hope he can turn things around in Carolina, but I got my eye on a few guys. So okay, well, we'll we we'll revisit this as the year go on. Like you said, it's still a college, a college year to be played, so you never know whose stock goes up, goes down, stays the same. So we'll we'll revisit this later on, man. And because like, Zach Zach Wilson came out of nowhere. Yeah. And Abra, apparently he been on some radars of some, you know, some older fans as well. You know, <laughs> he came out. <laughs> hey, that man came out. He came out of nowhere. You hear me? <laughs> hey, I threw you that alley and you called it. Hey, bro. baby, off the backboard. <laughs> Just the pro am, baby. We going off. Uh, <laughs> Well, we thank you for joining us, man. I'm not going to hold you long. I'm going to talk to you later on. And if you any other guys want to talk about your teams, feel free. We'll set up a time and a date. We'll get you to talk about your Steelers, your Saints, your 49ers, your Panthers. I don't even know who everybody else like. Um, I think I think um Shaq follows Lamar Jackson, so he's probably probably hearing this, the Matt Stafford thing. He's probably going crazy. So we'll know if he hear this or not. So we appreciate it, man. Any last things you want to say to the league and to the people, competitive-wise, motivation-wise, anything? Uh, I mean, y'all strap up because I'm coming for it again. So I'm coming for that chip again. Boy, if you get two-time, two-time, man, we got to pull a book of tea out. I'm going to have to play a drop something. (laughs) (laughs) Play a drop and get two-time on. All right, brother, man, we appreciate you joining us. Be blessed, man. All right, man, appreciate it. Holla at you. All right, we are back once again. I just got finished talking to Chris Barmore. And uh, the last thing I wanted to point out is I was giving him a hard time. You know, he was talking about rookie quarterbacks um, coming in and changing the team. And, and he was, you know, I said personally, if my team is going down um, and going to have a two-win season and I see this, you know, generational talent um, edge rusher, I'm going for the edge rusher because I'm not guaranteed that this quarterback rookie is going to come in and really – elevate my team and he has to do it inside that rookie window because if his rookie contract goes up and we haven't had much success he's probably going to either get overpaid and it's going to hinder the team or he's going to leave or you know we're going to go right back into the cycle again and that's probably going to cause somebody to get fired general managers head coaches once you draft that rookie quarterback in the first round then that's when the clock starts for your organization and those guys who are in power so yeah, if you can draft a guy in the later round, second, third, fourth, you know, you don't really feel this pressure is, you know, getting a top guy in that first round. So if the Giants were to, um, and the Falcons and the Houston Texans, whoever it is, was able to draft their first round quarterback talent who's supposed to be the next type of guy, that's when the clock starts for the head coach and the general manager. So I feel like if you feel like that's, guy, that's your guy, go ahead and get him. But for me, if I fall out of range to get a certain quarterback or the one I want, I'm not really confident in any of them, I'm going for the pass rusher. I'm going for the guy who I know is going to get to the quarterback at an elite level. But it has to be an elite level edge type of guy. And I think we have maybe two of those guys 
that's coming up that's very enticing, that's going to be playing right around those quarterbacks and those draft spots. So we'll see because I'm just not confident in getting a rookie quarterback and expecting all these expectations. And if you can't do it within that rookie contract while he's cheaper, you can build around that team, then I just feel like go for the edge rusher. And you might can get you a Matthew Stafford to come in and be that, that bridge gap quarterback, that guy who's going to be able to get your franchise over the top for maybe a short period of time before you have to revamp or, or, and rebuild that spot again. So it just kind of depends on what you want your team to look like. Um, we really all have an opinion on it. So I, I, love, I love that both things can work, but – I'm always going to lean on what I think works. So, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to um, shake Chris because apparently he's watched, he watches the game more than me. I'm just going off the facts. Okay. The facts and the facts of me, not the facts of NFL. So y'all probably need to listen to Chris on this. one. so that's all I want to say. Um, referring to that. So you guys enjoyed the interview. I hope you did. And we'll be right back with you.